amen. Aren't you glad as a child of God? He said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And I thank God for that wonderful promise that uh, we would not go through anything to where he hasn't been through first. And so uh, this is, uh, that was the Beulah Land Singers uh, featuring my wife, Miss Tammy. And uh, that was a song entitled, Gonna Stand By Me. I thank God that he will always be there for us. Amen. Well, I want to welcome you to the Sowing and Reaping Audio Podcast. This is Brother Walter Terrell. Thank you for tuning in today. We're going to be looking in the book of Matthew, chapter number 14, and uh, verse number 15. The Word of God says, And when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, this is a desert place, and the time is now past. Go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart, give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. He said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass, and took the five loaves and the two fishes, and Looking up to heaven, he blessed and brake and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up of the fragments that remained twelve baskets full. And they that had eaten were about five thousand men beside women and children. That's all I'm going to read for the sake of time today. May God add his blessings to the reading of the word of God here today. And uh, out of all the miracles that Jesus did, this is the only one that you will find recorded in the four gospels, which signifies the importance of this miracle. It was designed by the Lord to do more than just feed the multitude. It was actually designed to reveal Jesus Christ as the very Messiah that the Jews had been waiting for and to reveal his very nature as very God. And its purpose was to show that Jesus is, in fact, the bread of life who was to be broken for the sin of humanity upon the cross of Calvary. It also showed that a greater than Moses was here, amen, to demonstrate his power as Lord of all creation. And this miracle we find here is handled in a way that shows Jesus being the need of all humanity. And friend of mine, let me say this right now. Uh, the answer does not lie in government. The answer does not lie in the things of the world. The answer still is and always has been and always will be Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> he is the need of all humanity. And so with all that being said today, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm battling allergies, but uh, with all that being said today, I would like to look at this miracle in the bread and a small fish and see how Jesus Christ used it for his honor and for his glory. And I want to preach on this subject, the ministry of the master's hands, the ministry of the master's hands. And as I do, let me remind you today that even though we may sometimes feel small and unimportant, we may feel like our lives and even our churches are small and maybe even insignificant, and we are limited as to what we can do for God. Friend of mine, we ought to place our everything into the master's hands, amen, and see what he can do through us and with us in a mighty, mighty way. I say unto you today that what Christ did for that bread, thank God he can still do for you and I, if only we would place our all in his hands. And so let us look at today the ministry of the master's hands. First of all, uh, we see the master bless the bread. Back in John chapter number six, verse number nine, we find there is a lad or a boy 
who has five loaves of bread and two small fishes that this miracle actually came from. And the Jews were very careful to render their thanks to God for his blessings. And they always prayed over their meals and gave thanks for it. And so Jesus, he takes this bread in his hands and he looked up to heaven and thanked God for his provisions. He set the standard for the child of God, which is that this, we should always take time to thank God for his blessings. Amen. Especially when we're about to eat. I'm telling you, friend of mine, I've been around this world twice and and, uh, there's places in this world today, they don't have what we have to eat here in America. And I thank God for what we have. And and friend, let me say this also. Uh, When I say take time to thank God for the food, that does not mean to take time to catch up on your prayer life. Amen. That doesn't mean to pray around the world. Uh, One of my biggest pet peeves that I have is to ask someone to say the blessing over the food. They pray for their cousins, husbands, sister that's been twice removed. And they pray for every missionary, every pastor and preacher, every pet and so on and so forth. Friend, I don't know about you, but I don't want to eat cold hamburger. Amen. I don't want to eat cold steak, but here's why I'm saying we should thank God for his provisions. And just as Jesus blessed the bread and fish that day, he blesses the lives of his people today. Think about the blessings he's placed upon your life and mine. Oh, my friend, life is great when is when he is blessing, when things are good at the house, when things are at the church house are good, and when the Lord is blessing. But think how he has blessed your life. Remember the prayers he's answered Do you remember the mountains he has removed? Do you remember the needs he has met? Do you remember the times he's held you by his grace when you thought, this is it, I quit? Do you remember the lonely hours when you felt like no one cared and all of a sudden, hallelujah, he comes close to you and he pulled you up into his arms and he whispered into your ear how much he cares for you. Amen, friend. Oh, my friend, his blessings are wonderful and he ought to be thanked for them each and every day of our lives. Uh, While the very air that you and I breathe, the very food that we eat, the water we drink, the clothes on our back, the shoes on our feet, the roof over our heads, all are blessings from Almighty God. Uh, His blessings and grace extend to everyone. Matthew chapter number 5 and verse 45 says, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. And he does not expect us to pay him back either. Amen. All he wants for us is to love him back, praise him back, and serve him only. Thank God, friend. I'm glad that I am blessed by the Master's hand today. Aren't you? Well, secondly, today Not only do we see the master bless that bread, also we find the master break the bread. You notice with me that after he blessed the bread, he used those very same hands to break the bread. Now, before the bread could be shared with others, he had to break it. It had to be broken. And one of the hardest things for you and I to grasp today is the fact that before God uses a person greatly, he will break them deeply. A period of brokenness always precedes a time of usefulness. You look at Jesus himself. Before he could provide salvation to the world, he had to be broken. Where was he broken? Well, upon the cross of Calvary. Oh, my friend, how he loves us, how we love his blessings upon our lives, but we do not like his breakings, do we? A good example can be found in the life of Job. God blessed his life greatly in Job chapter number one, but when we get to Job chapter number eight, we find that God heard his heart deeply. And the Lord's purpose was not revealed until the end of the book of Job, when we see Job's influence expanded and glorified Almighty God. Job was used greatly of God and blessed greatly of God, 
but not before he was broken deeply by God. And the reason for his breaking ministry in our lives is the same as Job. He wants to use us, my friend, for his honor and for his glory. Romans 8, 28 says it all. Uh, and uh, we, we know the verse there, as a matter of fact, let me let me read it to you uh, real quickly. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are they called according to his purpose. Uh, and also we find in verse number uh, 29 of that same chapter of the book of Romans, chapter number 8, we find this, uh, uh, for what he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn uh, among brethren. And so we find here that uh, God sometimes has to break us in order to use us. It's never a pleasant thing, my friend, going through that time of brokenness, but the results are worth the pain. Amen? It is like lessons learned from a furnace. They can never be learned from anywhere else. And the primary lesson he wants us to learn is absolute dependence upon him. I'm afraid a lot of times as an independent Baptist, uh, a lot of times I'm afraid, uh, uh, a, lot, a lot of times I, I'm afraid of our pride of being independent Baptists, we get so independent, we become totally independent of Almighty God, and it shouldn't be that way, amen? The methods that God uses to break us, it can vary from time to time. You think about it. In Ezekiel 22, verse 18 through 22, he used metal in the furnace. Uh, in Jeremiah 18, 1 through 6, you got the potter in a clay. And in both cases, God was taking his people and breaking them down to be more like him. And he knows just what to break in our lives. And he knows what it takes to grab our attention. Amen. He knows where your barley fields are. And if need be, my friend, God will set your barley fields on fire. And there may be some here that are listening today that God wants to use greatly, but he does not have your all, all your attention. And if you do not respond to his tender call, he will use a more direct means to grab your attention, whether it's a person or a church or what have you. You may be going through a breaking period right now. If so, let me point something out to you. Did you notice where the bread was while it was being broken? Did you notice where the bread was at while it was being broken? My friend, the whole time it was being broken, it was in his hands. Amen. And so, friend, when the Lord is breaking you, he's not being mean or doing it to hurt you beyond repair, but he's doing it to prepare you for a greater service. And the whole time he's, you're being broken, you're still in his hands. What a blessing that is. Uh, the bread was never closer to the master than when it was being broken. And the same is true of you and I. And uh, we are never closer to him than when we are being broken. Because during these times, for a lot of us, it's a time when we pray a lot more and talk to him more and read his word more. It shouldn't be that way, but that's just the way it is. Uh, but thank God, friend, I'm glad that while we're being broken, we are still in the master's hands. And so the ministry of the master's hand is number one. We see the master bless the bread. When's the last time you blessed the Lord? Amen. When's the last time you thank God for his blessings? Also, we see the ministry of the master's hand was that the master broke the bread. Friend, you may be going through a time of brokenness right now. You may be wondering which way is up. You may be even at the point of doubting God, and you know you're saved, but there comes a time when, yes, you do doubt God. Even John the Baptist doubted. But friend of mine, let me say this. Uh, the whole time you're being broken, 
brother and sister in Christ, you're still in the master's hands. Amen. What a precious thought that is. Well, last of all, not only do we see the master bless the bread or he broke the bread, but lastly, the master broadened the bread as well. You say, what do you mean, Brother Walter? Well, the five small loaves and two fishes were just enough to feed the boy, but not enough to feed a whole multitude of people. But when they were being broken and blessed by the master, their ability was broadened. Amen. He took what was designed for one and used it to feed many. That's what he does with things he blesses and breaks. God only breaks us so that he might broaden us. Therefore, we should not run away when his hand lies heavily upon us, but hold on and see what he's going to do with us after he breaks us. You know, <clears throat> there never comes a revival before there comes a time of brokenness. There never, I mean, you look at the revival in Samaria, you study that out, and you'll find there never comes a time of revival before there comes a time of brokenness. And it could very well be that God is getting ready right now to send this nation a nationwide spiritual awakening and revival. And it may be we're going through a time of brokenness as a nation right now, but I don't know. This, that's between God and, uh, and this nation. Amen. But anyhow, it's like this. Uh, uh, he's going to use us and he's going to use us greatly. He will take us to greater heights and broaden us in more and greater ways than we've ever imagined before if we don't give up during the times of being broken. If you've been blessed of the Lord, you have gone through a time of brokenness of the Lord, let me encourage you not to give up, but you hold on, my friend, and get ready, for he has a plan for your life, and that is glorious beyond our imagination. And so the master, what he did was, after he blessed the bread, he broke the bread. He broadened the bread. He used it greatly for his honor and glory. Well, the touch of the master's hands. What a blessing that is. I want to read that to you for just a moment before I close. I think there's a song or maybe a poem that somebody wrote, but it's called The Touch of the Master's Hand. The touch of the master's hand, well, it was battered and scarred. And the auctioneer felt it was hardly worth his while to waste much time on the old violin but he held it up with a smile. Well, it sure ain't much, but it's all we got left. I guess we ought to sell it too. Oh, now who'll start to bid on this old violin? Just one more bid and we'll be through. And then he cried, one, give me one dollar. Who'll make it two, only two dollars. Who'll make it three, three dollars twice. Now that's a good price. Now who's gonna bid for me? Raise up your hand. Now don't wait any longer. The auction's about to end. Who's got four, just one dollar more, to bid on the old violin? Well, the air was hot and the people stood around as the sun was setting low. From the back of the crowd, a gray-haired man came forward and he picked up the bow. He, he wiped the dust from the old violin, then he tightened up the strings. Then he played out a melody pure and sweet, sweeter than the angels sing. And then the music stopped and the auctioneer, with a voice that was quiet and low, he said, now what am I bid for this old violin? And he held it up with a bow. And then he cried out one, give me one, give me 1,000. Who'll make it two, only 2,000. Who'll make it three, 3,000 twice. You know, that's a good price. Come on, come on, who's gonna bid for me? And the people cried out, who made the change we don't understand. Then the auctioneer stopped and he said with a smile, it was a touch of the master's hand. You know, three's many a man 
with his life out of tune, battered and scarred with sin, and is auctioned cheap to a thankless world much like an old violin. Oh, but the masters come, and that old foolish crowd they never understand, the worth of a soul and the change that is wrought just by one touch of the master's hand. And then he cried, out one, give me one thousand. Who'll make it two? Only two thousand. Who'll make it three? Three thousand twice. You know that's a good price. Come on, who's going to bid for me? And the people cried out, Who made the change? We don't understand. Then the auctioneer stopped and he said with a smile, It was a touch, I say. That was all. It was a touch of the master's hand. It was a touch of the master's hand. Thank God today, my friend, for the touch of the master's hand. And so today... If you're going through something, hold on. God, our master, he's going to bless us. He's going to break us. But thank God in heaven, he will broaden us. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. This is the Sowing and Reaping Audio Podcast. God bless each and every one of you. Have a great rest of your day or night, wherever you're listening, just on purpose.